This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, God. Mm. <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness, American Sex, with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. Today's podcast is brought to you by, really, Ken? It's brought to you by Ken opening a Mountain Dew. They're not paying us. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash podcast. That's for American Sex Podcast. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that address is audibletrial.com slash podcast. So, Ken, you not only drink a lot of Mountain Dew, but you actually use Audible a lot. What's your latest download? Well, to curb my Mountain Dew addiction, I thought that I would listen to Fire and Fury. Now, Fire and Fury, I found to be kind of misleading to begin with because I was expecting way more peeing done by Tangerine Caligula. Uh, And there was just like the briefest of mentions in there. The other thing is that it was not read by Morgan Freeman, who there's nothing wrong with a narrator that did that book, but... Morgan Freeman should be the only person to narrate everything ever. And I would be completely happy if that was the case. But Fire and Furry was good besides that, right? I yeah, said yeah, Fire yeah. and Furry because that's a whole nother book. Fire and Furry, that's yeah. a future episode, I believe. Yes. We're combining like fire fetish with furry fetishes. And those are two fetishes that do not belong. No, because furries are flammable. I know, exactly. <laughs> you know how hard it is to put down a fur or put down bang bang put out a, a furry. It's just a little shot. You'll get you'll have the big sleep. <laughs> Just, What's happening, Ken? That went dark really fast. Really Holy did. shit. It really did. And there's a podcast that I really love. Uh, the newest podcast I'm listening to there is Breasts Abound, which is all about boobs. It's about boobs as a sex object, as a food thing, the biochemistry behind them, lactation, pregnancy, uh, what people, uh, how they perceive themselves when they have various cup sizes and all that sort of thing. But it's everything about boobs. That's cool. I got to listen to that. I just finished The Butterfly Effect that I know you listen to, too. It's a seven-episode podcast that gives a really fascinating and unbelievable look at the behind-the-scenes and the business side of the adult industry, and specifically how it changed because of the actions of one man. So that is highly recommended. I I really want to read Fire and Furry now, though. Fire and Furry? Oh, (laughs) someone needs to make that into a porn. Fire and furry. Like, oh, oh my be. God, Trump dressing in a furry suit, fucking like Kelly Conway or some some shit. And then and then what's That's the name? worst idea for porn ever. Why would anybody want to watch that? Just because it's funny. <laughs> no, I totally no, watch it. No. Come on. All right. Nail and palin, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 
I haven't seen that, but I want to. So listeners, I just want to remind you, now that we've like just tarnished your mind with all sorts of things, but maybe it turned you on a little. Maybe. I want to remind you that patronizing our affiliates and sponsors that you hear during our commercial breaks helps directly financially benefit this show, as well as does becoming one of our Patreon pledges, pledgers, pledges, pledgers, pledgists. What what did you what are you when you are a person who pledges? There's the people that put fucking food on our table. Don't screw this up. Okay. <laughs> yes, you will directly put food on our table and help support this show. So go to patreon.com/americansex to check out our Patreon, become a sponsor or even just get free stuff. Even if you don't want to give us money, there's cool stuff there. But it's cool if you do want to give us money because kids are fucking expensive to feed. They are. They are. Okay. Now, there's something else I wanted to talk about today and I wanted to thank and give a big welcome and heartfelt appreciation to Emily, Donald, and Jesse Ann, who all joined our Patreon family this week. Hi, Emily, Donald, and Jesse Ann. Thank you. Hi, guys. You. Thank you. And fuck my life. Now, after we've done 32 takes, I want to say the word fuck a lot. Specifically, oh, yeah, don't shake your head no at me. This well, is a yes, they fuck, They don't know fuck, we've done 30. Fuckity, fuck, don't fuck, tell them how fuck, we make the sausage. Fuck. We sounded perfect. They don't know that. how much shit Go we cut yourself. out. No. That's, this, Go this fuck is, yourself, Ken. <laughs> now, speaking of fucking myself, and that was my lead-in, I wanted to talk about all of the potty mouth that's being done on TV lately and in the government. Now, first and foremost, there was recently a decision by the cable network Sci-Fi and USA Network where they're going to allow the F-bomb to be dropped on those two networks on cable TV, which it's about fucking time. I wonder if it's because a couple weeks ago, like everybody and their mother was saying shithole on TV. Shithole, 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 shithole. Because Trump said shithole. And then like I'm hearing people on CNN and MSNBC and Fox News all like blah, 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 shithole, shithole. So I wonder if they're like, you know, we let the shithole cat out of the bag. God, a shithole cat would be awful. Actually, let's call it a shithole genie out of the bottle. Okay. We did have a shithole cat. Our cat was scooting across the table early. I washed the table. She had a Do we need to share that with everyone well, oh jesus know, animals they're disgusting creatures but yeah i wonder if that they were like we said shithole so why not just say fuck all over the place and fuck everything say all the things yeah fuck all the things oh i wanted to give a big congratulations to our winner of the 24 carat gold crave vesper vibrating necklace provided by castle megastore and his name is Michael. Michael, you are a winner. Sonny pulled the winner live this week on Facebook. You can go back there and visit it again at facebook.com backslash Sonny Megatron. This was a super popular giveaway, and we had almost 3,000 entries. So don't forget, you can win stuff like this or stuff that's even more amazing by listening to American Sex Podcast and getting involved with our monthly giveaways. Now, also, you can go and on some selected items, you can get 20% off at castlemegastore.com by using the code Sunny. that's S-U-N-N-Y. Here at American Sex Podcast, we give away sex toys every month, and the February giveaway, it just launched. Now, listeners, you can win an Ambi by Lovens smartphone-controlled vibrating bullet provided by our sponsor, Castle Megastore. Now, this thing is super cool. So I just got mine not too long ago, and it is Sunny Megatron tested and approved. So first of all, it's strong as all get out. Second of all, you can control it either by hand or by using a smartphone in the same room or by using the smartphone anywhere in the world. So if you have a long distance relationship or a long distance online hookup or even like a cam show, you can invite 
anyone with the ability to download a smartphone app to control your toy, which is pretty fucking cool. So go to SunnyMegatron.com slash Ambi, A-M-B-I to enter. We'll draw the winner at the end of the month on Facebook Live. So good luck. Oh, Ken and I are teaching a class this week. It's a BDSM 101 class in Chicago at the Discovery Center on the evening of Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. And we still have a few seats left. So if you want to find out more and get a link to the class, check out the link in our show notes at SunnyMegatron.com and AmericanSexPodcast.com. And we really hope to see you there. It is a fun class. So now... On to this week's guest, Ruby B. Johnson. I absolutely love this conversation. We laughed and laughed and laughed. And I think listeners, I know listeners, you will too. So I feel like not only did we make a new friend with Ruby, because we actually don't know her in real life, we learned a lot of stuff. Not only is she a sexuality professional and a practitioner of alt sex and alternative relationship models in her personal life, and she's even a forensic social worker. But on top of that, we talk about things like freaky role plays, double penetration, with directors of photography, which is DP with DPs, uh, serial killers. Oh, and the time Ken accidentally drank his own urine, which is hilarious. Wasn't that fun, Ken? Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> well, listeners, you're going to enjoy this. Here's Ruby. With us, we have Ruby B. Johnson. She's a sex therapist and educator from Plano. Is it Plano or yes, Plano, it's Plano, Ruby? Is it Plano? It's Plano I have family there. Yeah. You should know that. <laughs> Plano. I've always said, I don't know what Where I my said. my sister lived. Okay. I am from, so sorry, Ken. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to live in Wichita Falls when I was in the Air Oh, Wars. shit. Yes, Man, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot. Like, I went to sleep from San Antonio. We got on a bus. And I woke up six hours later, and it was the still the same fucking desert that I looked at when yes. I left San Antonio, <laughs> and I still not hadn't arrived at the Oklahoma border. It, it was Aww. that's just yeah. it's ugly country. Oh, I've yeah. never great, been to Texas. Great people, great barbecue, ugly country. All right, oh. so you're from you're from Plano. God, it's Plano. Yeah, we just talked about this. My brain, Plano, Texas. Ruby founded Poly Dallas Millennium in 2015. And our pug is really excited about Polydemus Millennium. <laughs> and it's the fourth year of this conference. So we are going to be talking about that because I've heard great things. And Thank this you. symposium this year is July 13th through 15th, 2018 in Dallas, Texas. Yes. And yes. you've been asked to speak on black sexuality, polyamory, consent. You are all about this stuff. You are a fountain of knowledge. So welcome, Ruby. We're really happy welcome, to talk Ruby. to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. So one of the things that you are obviously most known for is your work centered around polyamory and whatnot. So I assume one of your passions is polyamory because that's something you practice in your private life, right? I practice it a whole lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> practice makes perfect. You're damn right. <laughs> so tell me about that. Is that a relationship configuration you've always had? Like, how has it enriched your life? I want to hear all about you and polyamory. Well, um, it's not one that I have always had, but it's one that I stumbled into and I never left. Currently, I am married and we are 
basically a solo, two solo polyamorous people that are married. I know it's very interesting. So what does that mean for the person going, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're solo polyamorous people, but you're married? Right. It's funny. Um, we basically don't really use the word married with each one of us. Um, we are anchor partners. And so we have relationships and we really do not necessarily get all involved in each other's relationship. Um, we have this huge amount of trust. You know, the number one rule, don't be an asshole. And we kind of, that solo polyamorous person is one that is not really attached to any particular relationship and they date out and about. So okay. that's what we By have. the way, that's the best rule in life, I think. Don't like be just an overall, just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I you don't you really need that. many more rules than that. You know, <laughs> as long as you have a clear definition of what being an asshole is, that's the key. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I have a question for you and I know that you're a specialist in addition to all this, a specialist in infidelity. So when you have a situation that is either a lack of communication or make something uncomfortable with you and your husband, how do you approach that? Like if there was some particular Like if there was person. a partner that was disrespectful of you, for example. Oh, mm, mm, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we need to know, like, <laughs> how do we resolve these? Because if you're the expert and you have these situations, obviously it's something that could cut up, you know, not necessarily has come up, but it could. Yes, actually, it, it has come up. Um, there was a person who did not um, respect some of what I needed within the relationship. And how we dealt with that is we have regularly seen a um, couples therapist. And so we bring those difficult conversations into therapy and we talk about it. Now, before we got a couples therapist. Um, basically how we dealt with it was a lot of screaming, yelling, cutting tires. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone has to real. have a healthy outlet for their emotion. Well, is it a healthy right. outlet? I don't yes. know. Yeah, yeah it is. Fuck that tire. <laughs> yeah. And it is like, yeah, never mind. I was going to say it, it is like the movie Soul Food where she cut everything on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, a lot of communication and we've gotten to the point within our relationship where we understand that each of us wants each to have happiness and we have positive regard and we love each other. So if there is someone fucks up somewhere down the line, we understand that it's not intentional. So if we remember that, that's something that helps us a lot. So now... Tra I wouldn't even say traditional polyamory. Now it's kind of like, I guess our parents' polyamory was... <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing anymore. Grandma's polyamory <laughs> was you had a, you know, quote, primary partner and yeah. things are very hierarchical. Yes. Do you approach your polyamory that way or no? We used to, but it doesn't work. Why? Um, it, <laughs> my husband doesn't fit well into a, a hierarchy. And... I, I felt that it was too constraining for him and it was too constraining for me. And the reason it was too constraining for me is that I kept bumping my head up against the wall of, of his boundaries and he wasn't going to yield. And so I had to really learn to adjust. And it was the most beautiful growing experience that I have ever had. It actually revolutionized the way I have relationships when that went down. 
Okay, I have so many questions because I'm like, oh, this is like a big thing. So, all right. He had boundaries that you were bumping your head up against. So it, was it that he had certain constraints and boundaries on the relationship because he, you know, you were a primary partner that then fell away? Like, how exactly did that work? Well, how it worked was that I wanted to be the primary. I wanted to be number one. I was still in that position of having a whole lot of territorial issues. And I felt that there is something sacred that was being given up if I was not number one. However, we went into this recognizing that we were going to have a level of egalitarian polyamory in the very beginning. And that was not with any hierarchy. He is a communist to his heart. So there is no and bless him for that, by the way. I just wanted to say that's amazing. <laughs> and um, so there is there's none of that, uh, you know, number one person that's going to run anything. You know, it's basically we are individuals. We are um, responsible for ourselves. I love you. I believe in you and I want the best. And so after a while, I really got the message that I wasn't going to be able to manipulate, offer any ultimatums, any veto. Yeah, I tell people that I've gone through all of that myself, you know, um, and it was a growth process and it was the most beautiful process and sometimes one of the most painful processes. So if, if, because a lot of, of our listeners are relatively familiar with sex positive configurations and alt sexualities and alternative relationships. And I think polyamory is one that most people are somewhat familiar with. It's been in the popular media, kind of everybody's talking about it. But this takes the con now that everyone's wrapped their mind around it, you're taking us to a place where I don't think people have quite wrapped their mind They're like, whoa, wait a minute, what? You're the wife. What do you mean you're not number one? Right? Oh. So. <laughs> so when you say, for instance, you don't have veto power, meaning that if if your husband has a partner that you're like, I don't know about this person, it's really not up to you to say, no, I don't want you to engage with that person. Right. So what if now we're coming back to what about that person that doesn't respect you? Do you leave it up to him to take care of and just under the not be an asshole rule? How, how would that work? I will take care of it woman to woman or man to man. My husband's bisexual. I would, I would take care of it that way. You know, um, I'm, I have a pretty strong personality. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if, if you recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little. Yeah, but, um, I try not to get into, you know, him being the go between. I don't like a conduit of information. Um, I believe that I'm mature enough and this person, I hope is mature enough for us to deal with our issues one-on-one. -on -one. And it's when my husband um, comes to me and says something, you know, um, such as I call it disrespecting me when this person comes and maybe they, you know, are abusive towards him because th that has happened and mm -hmm. that is a no go. And that's disrespectful to me in a sense of that's my home. That's my environment, you know, and if there's anything that's going to be toxic within it, you know, I'm going to, to address it one-on-one. -on -one. And so I did go to her and I did talk to her and we came to the conclusion that she wasn't going to work well with what we had going on because abuse is not 
not okay. Now, I also had someone um, who messaged me telling me that they had sex with my husband and that she wanted me to know. And so that I know that he's cheating Oh, and you were like, honey, you don't know how this works. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm like, honey, no, you don't know how this works. And, you know, we've been through this because of us being public. People just have all this intrusiveness into our life. And so I dealt with it, you know, like, yes, I know that, you know, he fucked you and he said it was really good. And thank you for his experience. And so... (laughs) (laughs) mind blown right at that moment so you obviously sound like you really have this by the horns you have a a good thing going in your own personal life your experience with polyamory so now you have this conference this poly dallas millennium conference it's what in its fourth Uh year this year and i have to tell you I have heard really good things. Last year during the conference, people were posting pictures and stuff. And I was having so much FOMO, like, what is this conference? Why does everyone look so excited? This looks amazing. Why am I not there? Why don't I know about it? So, and and I've, I've, like I said, I've, I've heard good things. Yeah, I can feel the good vibes coming off of it. Now, and one thing that I had heard that I didn't know is this conference a family friendly conference? Yes, it is. It's family friendly up till five o'clock. Ah, okay. Because those and, nighttime and parties. after that, you better have your children. <laughs> yes, we we know how to have fun. We we really do, and we take over an entire floor within the hotel, so we're able to have a lot of freedom between room to room. You know how it was in the um, 1970s when you kind of picked up somebody's keys and you tried to figure out where you were going. People were doing that with hotel key cards. So (laughs) it was, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was way cool. And um, this coming up year, um, this is between you and me and and Ken. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, everybody else, you, you didn't right, hear so everybody this. else. You don't just like yeah. earmuffs. Everybody yeah. else earmuffs. earmuffs. <laughs> we are, um, we hired two people who are well known for putting on after hour events. And we're going to have two suites that those after hour events are going to happen. So it's going to be pretty exciting. That's awesome. Nice. Now, as the, the conference is not all about, you know, after our events, but it's good to have them when you want to relax and decompress. That's interesting because some of the event or some of the places we've gone to have classes all day long, but they may not have a play party for the social aspect of things afterwards. I would say most of them do, but right, not, but definitely right. not all of them. My question is though, kids are welcome at this event during mm-hmm. the day, like during mm-hmm. the the classes and the presentations and more of yes. the educational aspect of things. And I think that's blows a lot of people's minds. I know a lot of people have the attitude of like, hey, I'm open minded enough to be like, you're all adults and do whatever, you know, get your freak on however you want to. But don't bring the kids in or kids don't understand or kids are too young <laughs> or you're you're crumbling the fabric of the American uh, family. You know, da, da, da. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've heard it all. Uh-huh. So what do you say to that? Well, we have so many parenting workshops and that's a huge I mean, we are a family, right? Um, it's kind of like, 
you know, we have a village and we're all here together. It's very collectivist. I mean, this is a, you know, an event that's run by a black woman who has black volunteers. And now we have a more diverse crew of um, volunteers. We're actually going to have a couple of workshops in Spanish this upcoming year. And so we are that kind of event and a lot of folks have a lot of kids and there's some families where, you know, they don't know this is, this is true. They don't know who the father is, but they know that they have a baby. And so mm-hmm. it's just a really lovely thing. And that's who we are. we like to eat, laugh, play with the kids and they go to bed and we play with each other. This conference, as you mentioned, you're, you're a black woman who puts on this conference. You mm-hmm. have a lot of people of color that are presenters and volunteers. And from, from just pictures I've seen, this mm-hmm. is, appears to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, a conference that's heavily geared towards people of color and people in those communities that are often underrepresented in any kind of sex positive space, whether it's kink, polyamory, that sort of thing. So what kind of the Grammys? Shut up. <laughs> so, the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Television. So what kind of what kind of yeah, everything pretty much. Okay. So what kind of extra things do you offer that specifically suit communities of color that maybe you wouldn't find at other conferences? Um black people. No. Um, like everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> So there many places are, I can go with this question. I actually think her, her answer is really legit. Black people is like the perfect <laughs> Yeah, answer. it really is. Yeah, you know, Kevin said something really, really awesome. And, and he says this a lot. He says, when I go to most events, I am black and I am poly. When I go to this event, I'm just poly. And I think that's a really profound thing that has been consistent over the last four years is that folks feel very welcome. It's a very warm event. I mean, people don't wear suits. You can present in your shorts. It's Texas in July. It's fucking hot, you know, and so people can present in their shorts. People can present in T-shirts. And we we kind of create ourselves to be a professional event. Also, we are a community event. We're an activist event. We're a social justice event, hugely. So what kind of things do people of color face when they go to other events that are predominantly white, that maybe people don't realize that as a person of color, you have to deal with going to these events that don't cater to people of color? The ambassador, when there's a workshop and they're talking about intersectionality and there's only two black people in the room, everybody turns to look at you and you're like, God damn again. So <laughs> you're like the representative to, for yeah, all black people. Yeah. For everyone black. And I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. And so that's one of the things that I find very uncomfortable when I do go to events, but they are getting more diverse, which is pretty cool, pretty awesome. And because people are starting to find out that there are other communities that look very different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things that I'm so challenged about when people say, well, you know, we are open, but we don't know where all the black people are. 
I'm like, God damn, did she yeah. just said that? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're right here sitting in front of you, but you just have to see it. Now, tell me about also in spaces like that, eroticized racism. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is a big one. <laughs> it is. You know, and and sometimes I really play into it. This is also between you, me, and Ken. Um, I, Earmuffs I really, again, listeners. <laughs> we'll tell you when you can come back. All right. I, um, I really play into it, and this is where my... Um, sex worker days was, you know, I, I did, you know, I was the fantasy girl. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I play into it just to fuck with people. And I know it's wrong and it's kind of, you know, sadist, but I am a sadist. So it's, it's a lot of fun, but, um, there is a lot of, are y'all still there? I'm oh, we're here. We're here. I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. keep thinking, was a fantasy girl? Or is a fantasy girl? I'm waiting for a good story. I'm, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so um, I'm on FetLife, right? And I am part of uh, the... Um, the poly and kinky group has like 60,000 people on it. And so I get messages a lot. And so sometimes within those messages, I start entertaining, you know, they're like, I have never been with a black woman and you're so fucking hot. You're the kind of woman that I want to be with. And I'm like, really? So tell me more about this kind of woman that you want to be with. Is it someone who's highly receptive to small penises? Is it someone, (laughs) you know, when they go down on you, it's like giving a whale a toothpick? So talk to me here. What 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 do you think? (laughs) And what kind of responses do you get? And they're like, I don't understand. I'm like, God dang. Yeah. And then I go further in. It's something I do at two o'clock in the morning when no one's around and I have a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> oh my God. Just to kind of let off some steam. Be like, yeah, ah. just to let off some steam. People don't think I'm so crazy now, but that's okay. I said that I was going to let your show be the first one where I'm totally free Aww. and I'm not worried about anyone's opinion. I'm at the point now in my career where I can talk about my sex life. And I've been waiting for this moment. That's so, awesome. I'm open. Hey, Whatever I'm honored. y'all want to ask, I'm here. Okay. I'm A, I'm totally honored. Like we're we're <laughs> popping your, I don't know, personal story cherry, if that's yes. a, a, a term. Okay, wait, so, then I got three quick ones. Have you done a DP? Uh 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 double penetration? No, yep. director of photography. Yes. Oh, no. Double, <laughs> <laughs> double penetration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was so good. I really like that. Director of photography. <laughs> I fucked a director of photography you once. Did, no, actually. I, no, I didn't. Did did Wait, did I? I think you did. Do I not remember? Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what I want to do? Oh my god, I want to do d- a, DP a DP with a DP with, with two DPs because it would be like a quadruple. I don't know. Is there four DPs? Like the, It's like math. It about it's oh, DP cubed. Cool. Okay, anyway, have you done a DP? I'm totally... That was my first one. I I passed DP and did triple. (gasps) Oh, okay, there's a story there. We're going to hear this in a minute. Okay, second one. Second question. Have you ever peed on anyone or been peed on yourself? Peed on people a lot. Uh, Excellent. Yes. 
Uh-huh. And question And that three. is definitely is, not was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, question three. What is the most unique role-playing that you've done in a sexual situation? Oh. And, and I'm not talking like teacher and student or psychologist oh, and no. patient, because that would just be like Thursday, right? No. I'm I talking don't... like Star Wars or, <laughs> you know, like, like wh- so what's the most interesting one you've done, the most unique? <laughs> Thomas Jefferson and oh, my God, I'm sorry. I, For real? That's awesome. Yes, I did. I did do it. And Wait, my say, say that again one back. more time because you were laughing. So say what you did again. <laughs> it was um, Thomas Jefferson and his slave mitch- mistress. And people are going to be like, what? Yes, I have done eroticized racism. And it's very um, much something, you know, Molina Williams talks about it. And mm-hmm. I, and we I had Molina on the show and on our, on, and on our Showtime show. She is <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, she, is. she is. And she's kind of, you know, people have mixed opinions about her. And I'm actually doing a... Those people present- can go fuck themselves. Yes, they... Oh, <laughs> you can say gotta, that. You can it's say okay. fuck. It's okay. Yeah, and no, you can actually just, tell people on our show to go fuck themselves. Oh, you can tell us to go fuck. But if, yeah. if somebody gets between like us and Mo, they can definitely go. Fu- I'll stab them in the neck. Fuck those people. Yes, fuck them. And I, now I want to see Hair Meister in like a Thomas Jefferson wig. I'm just saying, like, doesn't even have to be anything sexual. But now I got that image in my head. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Yes. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do because I definitely want to hear more about this, but we got to take, take a, a break. quick break. So when we get back from the break, we're going to get really super juicy, maybe figuratively, maybe literally. So <laughs> we'll yes. be right back. <laughs> I know you're fancy, and I know you've been eyeing some of those luxury sex toys, haven't you, you frisky little fox? Well, I also know that you enjoy a good discount, don't you, dear? You now can get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping at luxury sex toy retailer Lalo.com with discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you heard me right. 20% off anything your little heart or, well, <clears throat> other parts. Desire at Lelo.com using discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you can thank me later. Castle Megastore. Once you see their sex toys, you'll want more. I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song, but I really dig Castle Megastore. So that's my gift to you, Castle, your very own theme song. And you listeners get a gift too. If you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out, you will receive 20% off your order. That's amazing. Castle mega store when you get your sex toys you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money you'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like oh my god give me water that was the best orgasm ever let me just think of where do we want to go when we get back. Do you want to dive in when we get back? I've dominated the first half of no, the conversation. No, no, no. You're, you're do you want to dominate the second half of the I conversation? I think that the white man can be quiet for a little while and the women of color can guide the conversation. Oh. It's okay. Come consider it. Thank you. I've had 300 years. It's fine. <laughs> More than that. You but have yeah, to say yeah, that yeah. out loud. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. oh, by the way, we're already back from the break. Oh, that's, part of the, that's part of the episode right there. Oh, definitely. All right. Yes. So, yeah. Um, thank you. 
thank you, white man, for letting the women of color <laughs> dominate the conversation for once. Now, if we yes. could, you know, win an Oscar and be the yes. CEOs of a few more companies and a whole bunch of other shit, that would be great, too. Yes. Or Grammy. And not be groped, you know. <laughs> That's just the short list. All right. So... We've been getting juicy with all sorts of you've been telling us about your your kinkster life. So I'm assuming that aside from being someone who's very much into polyamory, mm-hmm. you sound like you're pretty kinky. Oh, yes. Yes. So are you dominant, submissive? Yes. Like, give, give us the nutshell. Yes. I don't. Su- no, I'm not sub. No. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. We are I on the have, same team. Yeah, here. I have never been topped. Ever. And uh, yeah, really. Even my girlfriend tried to top me and she was so scared. I'm like, well, baby, it's okay. I was just laughing at her. So it's, yeah, I haven't been. Mm-mm. Any desire is just not your thing. I'm just curious because I, I actually started out as a sub for three seconds and then i was like no i think we had four dates where you subbed that was it well okay i will make a confession to you and Mm -hmm. i was talking with this conversation with someone the other day and i can't remember who that fantasies are different from reality there are some fantasies you have that you will never actually ruin something for you no can no (laughs) i feel way guilty oh my god i have a a confession like it was so awful that i didn't want to sell no no i'm a good fucking time no you're amazing and that's why i love topping with you oh however yeah yeah, like co-topping together Mm -hmm. is great but Mm -hmm. like for me fantasies can be very different from reality i have some fantasies that are in my head that sound really hot but then when i do them i'm like oh no in real life this is not good in my fantasies i'm sometimes submissive and really? it's, i think it's okay because i am controlling the fantasy i'm really topping myself if it's my own fantasy oh that's kind of hot yeah and so but <laughs> when it comes to real life i'm like oh no 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 <laughs> like i might be like i could see myself being a dominant bottom like you are going to hold me just like this you're only going to touch me here you're going to hit me with the flogger just like yeah. that not for where it hurts but where it's like a muscle massage nope uh-huh. you're doing it wrong <laughs> but that's not, really, you know, that's not that's as far as i could go so tell me why you are like no no even experimenting with being subby well it's not that i'm closed because i have said i'm a switch right. i just haven't found anyone who can oh yeah it, okay it, it would take it would take something for that to happen. Something. Do you know what the something is or you'll know it when you see it or find it or I have feel to it. be able to feel that I can submit to you. Um, Ooh, so yeah. they have to earn your submission. Yeah. Mm, I like that. I don't I don't do um pickup play and that's the reason. Um I mean, I've people who know me, I've gone to parties and they're like, Ruby, I want you to um, paddle me. I want you to do this, do that. And I'm like, okay, you know, we've known each other for three years. Yes, I will do it, but I would not do a full scene. And so to me, it's a very intimate process. And, you know, I want to be able to feel you and see you and know that I can take it to that place to where you're going to call yellow, but I don't want to get to the point to where you want to call red. I don't like red. I'm on the same wavelength. I want to bend them, but I don't want to break them. Yeah, and I am too. Like, we're we're in the same, like, 
dominant headspace, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I have a question for you. We had a, and I want your opinion on this style party, and I want to find out if this was eroticized racism in any form or fashion. Mm-hmm. But if, uh, so one of the parties that we had at one point in the past was all about people of color's fantasy specifically. So everybody that was invited to the party had to submit just to the people of color, whether they were a top, a bottom, whether they were not even into BDSM at all and whether they just wanted to fuck or whether they wanted to do whatever. What is your opinion on that style of party? <laughs> I have all kinds of things going on inside of my my panties. But <laughs> <laughs> Could you draw on a toddler? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to meet you. <laughs> I really do. I want to meet both of you and like, likewise, likewise, just have a conversation for a couple yes, of days. Indeed. That will happen. That, that is on I my. I guarantee you that will happen. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Um. So that, I mean, to me, that can go either way. It can be your ultimate fantasy, or it can be something you're like, "What the fuck? I didn't know this was going to feel so good." You know, and so it, it can be eroticized. Be honest. Let me just go ahead and say it. Yes, it is. I mean, at, at some levels it is because you're, you specifically want people of color to be in a dominant position. So if they're in that dominant position, I mean, that is putting them into a sexualized position. And so, and it's a sexualized position based upon the color of their skin. But I don't know if it'd be like this Mandingo process or, you know, if it can be a glorified, you know, cuck or what. But and, and in this particular party, it was kind of more of like, you know, you are people that generally don't move around the world having the power every day in your everyday life. And the white people at the party are the privileged people that are used to being in that position of power, that position of entitlement. So it was kind of a a flip on that. And then afterwards, there was like this two hour in-depth discussion about like racism and it ended up being really good. Yeah, it was a sociological project. It didn't mean to be, it but it kind yeah. of turned out to be one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But we, you know, the intent wasn't to fetishize anybody. It was to, you know what, like us, like melanin deficient folk are always put on a different pedestal. Why don't we be the ones who, you know, aren't necessarily subservient, but we supply the fantasies in whatever way the people of color want. That was the general idea. But I, my concern was, are we failing and are we actually just fetishizing i mean and and the thing is uh, we can go down a rabbit hole on this one and the thing is it is not really will it ever be what you wanted it to be will it ever be a space to where black folks can move around independently because this is something that is contrived and if you're having a contrived experience you're going to have a contrived response to it, you know, and so to me, when I'm thinking about you had a conversation afterwards, I, I wonder that did that even come up? Well, how real is this? No, it actually it did. I don't think it did come up. There was a lot of things that that came up in those conversations, but I don't think anything about fetishizing did. Okay. 
Yeah, I, this, I could be wrong. I mean, yeah, I may not and, be and this remembering was correctly. Like years, yeah, eight ago. years ago. Yeah, eight, it was a long time ago. Um, it sounds very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It really, you know, and I kind of like kink that takes you to another place, even if it's unexpected and yeah. has you discover something new about yourself or about the world or about whatever it is. I very much, yes, kink is first and foremost to me fun. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it serves a dual purpose where it's either, you know, personally therapeutic or it serves uh, something bigger. So yeah. that ended up unexpectedly serving a bigger purpose, which was that's cool. Kind of unexpectedly cool. Yeah. It yeah. It's sort of like when I put on the Donald Trump mask and I ordered. <gasps> oh, my to God. Oh. oh, so get this. It was the <laughs> night of the inauguration. Wow. He puts on the Donald Trump mask. He writes on his leg in red lipstick, the patriarchy. And keep in mind, I'm a top. Yes, and, and I, he's a top. I felt guilt about this for like three seconds. No, fuck that. I'm ordering people to pee on me. Pee, oh, on, me pee now. on me now. I've written the patriarchy on my leg. The least you can do is pee on me. <laughs> um, and then all of the female identified people came in and peed on him. Oh. And it was, it was awesome. It was kind of it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was really, Yes, my name's really... Ken and I'm a urophile. It's true. Oh, it's okay. Nice. It's, it's okay. okay. And, it's okay. And, and you know what? <laughs> Being dominant isn't a sex, a sex act. It's an attitude. If you're like, pee on me now. You're the yeah. most dominant mofo Oh, my God. My, so I mean, the biggest urophile fuck up ever the other night. And I've never oh, talked this about This is funny. It. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So I'm in, I'm in my office and I'm taking a nap. And it was the middle of the night. Sonny was on like talking to somebody down here. And I just didn't want to interrupt her. And then our, our youngest uh, child was in the restroom. And we have, we have one bathroom in the house. And I'm, I'm almost 50. And I had to pee. I had to really pee bad. And there was a, uh, like a McDonald's cup, uh, like by the side of the bed. And I'm like, Oh God, you know what? Nobody's looking. I'm going to pee right in that motherfucker. Okay. So mm-hmm. I did. And then I'm like, I got to remember that the next morning to remember that this oh, is pee. No. I got up and I take my pills and I'm like, oh, this is no. delicious looking lemonade. And I put it, <laughs> like I put oh, my pills my in my God. mouth, take the biggest possible swallow gulp that I could. And then I just run down there like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I can't believe I've done this to other people. Oh my God. My pee tastes awful. This is, this is terrible. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I like non-consensually like did that to myself. (laughs) What a jackal. I'm I'm a jabroni. Yes, you are. That's your new favorite word. That's my new favorite word. (laughs) Oh God, that was pretty funny. So, oh, I'm so glad we got to hear about your <laughs> your pee, your dominance, like all sorts of things. So there is actually something that I was curious to talk to you about. So we've learned all about your personal life and you're really fascinating. And I do want to sit and talk offline because we have a lot in common. Okay. But you're really good at what you do professionally, too. So we don't want to <laughs> skip over that. Um, so you're a, you're a sex therapist, which yes. is kind of and I was thinking when you were saying that you were going to relationship therapy with your husband, like. Does the therapist you go to, because that's the therapist's therapist. Yes, she is. So do they have like, what is it, big shoes to fill or tall boots to fill or whatever? The exp- is it tall boots because it's Texas? No. Honey, you know you, the expression. You, you, no, you you are getting <laughs> euphemisms confused. Do they again. have to put their feet in? T- do, do they, they have, have to, to put dip their, their feet in the cherries in and the monkey so no, that they have tall boots no, in Texas? No, do they yes, have to absolutely. dip their toes into the tall boots? Like. <laughs> You know what I mean. She'll, she'll take two euphemisms, combine them together, and expect everybody else to know what the fuck she's talking about. Ruby, you know what I mean, right? I am tracking. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to pee. Oh Don't drink God. it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it, are you really demanding of this therapist? Was it hard to find someone? Oh, 
not demanding of her. She's actually on my ass to come into sessions because I think I'm well. Um, and <laughs> um, the best therapists have therapists. I know that's a contrite, you know, comment that people have, but actually it is very true. And I go to her because I need to be placed in a position of humility and she's the one person who can and do it in a way that I can receive it. And so mm-hmm. that's why I love her so much. Yeah. Wow. It almost reminds me of going back to how you said that you can only submit to the person that earns your submission. I know this isn't BDSM, but it's kind of, you know, she's kind of the boss of your mind in a way. Oh, yeah. And she's, yeah. And she's good and kinky. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm not supposed to know that, but hey. You know. Hey. <laughs> So when it comes to your profession, you also do some sort of forensics work. So tell me about that. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, I We're going to get all serious now that we oh, like cool. spilled the beans on your sex life. Like, PM people know CSI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually getting ready to do two capital murder cases. Um, Whoa. So- oh, this is hot. Fat, 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 fat. <laughs> Sorry. So just to be in all clarity, the reason I'm saying that, it's not that I'm like, you know, somebody who's about You're not to, Jeffrey Dahmer. No, I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> but we, I own a company called Weird Chicago Tours, and Sonny and I are specialists in three things, and that is true crime, the paranormal, and sex. And wow. serial killers, yeah. And serial killers is part of true crime. Oh, I love yeah. serial killers. Specifically, you know. Specifically it's a, serial killers, It's a yes. notable offshoot yes, of is. true crime. So we do a lot of stuff oh. specifically with serial killers, and this is, you know, within our base. Wick, so I, it's hot. Okay, go ahead. I'll oh. shut up. I was just, okay. I was thinking, <laughs> we're all having a moment here. I am. <laughs> I'm like, these, this is so sexy because I love all of that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not right. I'm having like a really erotic moment. It's okay. not right or it's too right. It's too right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm back. I am. Um, I do forensics. Yes, I um, I do um, mitigation work, which is if someone is up for sentencing, be it um, life, be it, you know, 10 to 20, whatever. I actually come in and I'm the expert witness on particular factors that need to be considered so that their sentencing is not as um, harsh or there is some leniency showed. And so that's what I do. I'm, I'm assuming you can't talk details about cases, oh, no. but like if we get kind of theoretical. So let's say. Well, or, actually, I have a specific okay. question. So like, is this you as a forensic psychologist? Is that what it is? I am a forensic social worker. Forensic social worker. So do yes. you take, uh, for example, look at things like the McDonald triad? Oh, no, that's not me. No, 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 I don't do that. That is the forensic side of like sociopaths and whatever I deal with. Correct. Exactly. Sociopathy. Yes. And I don't do that side of it. What I do do is people. You do do? <laughs> Have we gone into scat play? <laughs> not yet. That's episode two. All right. People who have... um developmental um, deficiencies, people who have TBI. And, you know, I I look at that impulsive behavior that could have um, come as a result of an injury or some type of intellectual or cognition difference. 
Okay, so like Jeffrey Dahmer getting hit in the head and having impulse issues, kind of thing. And like, oh, that's figuring- a whole other comment. You and me could have a talk on that. Yeah, that's like that's what we love talking about. Oh, by the way, look up. Uh, and this is something interesting for everybody uh, out there. There's one particular set of serial killers that you should look at if you don't know about them: the Chicago Ripper Crew. If you're not familiar with them, they are satanic, cannibalistic serial killers that did a lot of damage here in Chicago in 1982. In Robin Geck, the head of them worked for John Wayne Gacy. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, Google it on your own. And it's, and I have to add, one of them is getting out of prison, prison. this year. Is it this year? I, I, I read it was. It was supposed to be 2017 a few years ago, oh, but I think oh, I thought it was 20. Oh, maybe it's 2018. Uh, yeah, it's soon. One of the Corrales so brothers. It is the, and I'm not going to give any more details because you know we can. That's a whole nother subject, but. It is the most, and I can take a lot of gore and just horrible, like, they did what? It is the most just cringy, horrific, like, what? Yeah. Just. Yeah, for warnings to our listeners, if I say to Google something, keep in mind that don't (laughs) Google something. Do the opposite of what I suggest, because it's going to be either a disgusting sex act, which you would never want to know what it was, or it would be a thing about serial killers that you never want to know what it was. And once you see what Ken tells you to look up, you can't unsee it. Right. So content warning for anything Ken tells you to Google. Ken is a walking trigger warning. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty intense. (laughs) One of the things, like we had talked a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that you specialize in, and we had mentioned like infidelity is mm-hmm. one of those things. Mm-hmm. You also do sex therapy and relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Now, to the layman, sex therapy and relationship issues might on the surface look like the same thing. What's the difference between both of those? That's very complex because um, the way I see the world is that sexuality goes through everything. It it's a permeation um, from expression to, uh, you know, how one views and sees the world through sexual scripts, um, fundamental beliefs about things. And so relationship issues could be around individuals who have communication skills. And it's more about parenting because I do some work with the family court. And so that doesn't necessarily bring into sexuality but it does bring in some gender roles and it can bring in some gender roles. That actually makes sense. Yeah. And so with sex therapy, what I do is I look at libido discrepancies or I I look at individuals who have been married for a while and they want to, you know, have ideas on how to increase their um, sexual activity or there's just their desire for each other or people who have, you know, painful sexual uh, experiences, trauma. I work with individuals who have been trafficked or um, genital mutilation. So, Around those particular areas is where I do sex sex therapy. So that means with you being kinky and you being a therapist in this nature, you can do CBT and CBT (sighs) hypothetically. Yes, you are. That is the oldest. That is the oldest joke in the world, by the way. It is. Yes, I heard that. It's not going to stop. I'm a dad, so like dad jokes are my thing, and like, of course, I'm talking about chicken, bacon, and tomato sandwiches. What were you thinking about, pervert? (laughs) (laughs) And for for the listeners who I think still, I think the listeners still. 
still have their thumbs in their ears because we never said oh, you can come yeah, back take and your listen. Ear, yeah, take your thumbs out of so your ears. So they missed the whole <laughs> episode. They missed some good <laughs> shit, by the way. Um, that's cognitive behavioral therapy or, or cock and ball torture. Yes. Or it was funny because I used to give sex tours. It's kind of like a rolling sex ed class on a bus for three hours. And then it's also a field trip. So it's like we learn stuff on the bus and then maybe we go to like a, a BDSM dungeon and they get a tour around the dungeon and they can talk to one of the dominatrixes and that sort of thing. And I brought somebody in and I was like, I said something about the CBT chair and then I, I got interrupted. So I paused before I explained what that was. And people thought it was like a chair you sat in to do beha- behavioral cognitive therapy. It was really fun. Or cognitive behavioral wow. therapy. Oh, is, did I fuck that up? Yeah, you did Whatever. BCT. That, it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> dipping my toes in some boots or some shit. I don't know. Words, whatever. <laughs> Monkeys and chairs. <laughs> Although so, I can't help but giggle every time I go to the VA because they do have cognitive behavioral therapy there, but they just say CBT third floor. And I'm like, I'm all about it. Let's do oh it. Oh my I got gosh. Some- <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I re- this is, by the way, listeners, the first time the three of us has, have ever actually talked. Like we've interacted on Facebook and social media, but we've never talked voice to voice. And I'm sad that our interviews like at the end because I think I could talk to you. Yeah, I know, right? It just went like poof. I could talk to you for four hours. I think we do need to meet and we need to have some really fucked up enlightening conversations. Oh, yes. I am so twisted. Yes, we can do this. Yes, yes. So in the meantime, though, listeners who won't be privy to those fucked up and enlightening conversations, where can they find you? Where can they find more about Polydallas? Millennium and all that good stuff they need to know. Um, they can actually go to sextherapistruby.com and this kind of will give you links. Also, polydallasmillennium.com and that is something hopefully um, you have a post on your website because it's spelled people get difficult, have difficulty spelling it. Um, but it's polydallasmillennium.com or you can text me at 469-708-6387 or you can email me at rubyjohnsonlcsw at gmail.com. Perfect. And listeners listening along, trying to write all that down, we will have all of that information on our show notes at both sunnymegatron.com and americansexpodcast.com. Ruby, thank you so much for coming on the show today thank after you. all the confusing emails that I sent and then you having cold and flu season happening and then like there was confusion going on and now everything is wonderful. Yeah, and, like yes. why haven't we you yeah. know like connected with you much earlier than this? Listeners, yes. this, this if you could have felt, if you could see the all the back, you know, stuff that went into putting this interview together. I think we've been planning this for, I don't know, a few months. Like, it just <laughs> shit kept happening. Right. Da, 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 da. But it's happened. And I've had so much fun talking to you. And, um, yeah. So, maybe we'll do this again, even on the air. Oh, I would love to come back and have more titillating conversation. She awesome. said titillating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Bye, what a listeners. Job. Bye, listeners. <laughs> Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. 
I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.